1: Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
0: Josh, for once, I think I'm good. Uh, <laughs> this is <laughs> Sunday night. We've got two matches left in Game Week 9, but I'm riding high for one reason. This is the first time this season, oh, first time in a long time, where my captain is actually, thus far, the highest scorer of the Game Week. Have you noticed this on the FPL site, Josh, it used to be the FPL Dream Team. Like, you you see the little the blue stars next to the players on your pitch, and those are the higher yeah. scores of the game. When you click on it, you see the Dream Team. It is now, the Dream Team has been taken over by Budweiser, the king of beers. Instead of the Dream Team, Dominic <laughs> Calvert-Lewin is now part of the Kings of the Game Weeks brought wow. to you by Budweiser.
1: <laughs> I actually did not know that. This is not a free read for Budweiser. I, I genuinely did not know that. I, I see it now. Yeah, they've got the little Budweisers up next to the gold. It's just, it, it, it
0: feels, first of all, it feels a little too gendered for me, Kings of the Game Week. And it's also, <laughs> I mean, this is fantasy sports. Like, can we just, we don't have to get so grand as to bring like the monarchy into it.
1: Okay There are men playing though So I don't, I don't Yeah, that's fair
0: That's fair That's fair
1: So yeah, I'm I feeling good about
0: Game Week 9 so far What about you, Josh?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good too uh, I, I'm all out on, on players That's the only in, in You know, if there was any way for me to rig it So that I could have a player on Monday This has always been a uh, especially now that they have two matches on Monday, I, I always like to have uh, at least one player in one of the final two game weeks, and mm-hmm. it's like you don't want it to actually screw up your your team. Like you, you know, you're like you like you're like I know I don't like I'm not going to make a transfer just to bring in one of these people, but like if I can arrange <laughs> it, like if I'm, if I'm yeah. deciding between two, you know, defenders and. One of them plays on Sunday and one plays on Monday. I'm going to pick the Monday person like every time. Well, uh, like
0: where you yeah. are, you've you you you've had a, a really good game week nine, but you know like ho- however big your green arrow is right now because you have no players <laughs> on Monday, right. your rank it's is going to decrease. It's coming down. I mean <laughs> yeah. how far it's going to come down remains <laughs> yeah. to be seen, but that is, that's a bit of a, a blemish. I uh, chose to hang on to my Wolves players. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed that when – all the listeners out there here, this episode of Always Cheating, Jimenez and Podens have combined for fireworks to finish the game week. I want it's, goals and assists.
1: It's certainly possible. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, maybe they could score two goals in a match. That would be uh that'd be a, a wonderful change. <laughs> that's shame. a start. That's a start. <laughs> uh uh yeah, ever start. I feel like ever since I stuck up for Wolves as like a, a beautifully organized team that that's like a real pleasure to watch. Uh, I feel like they have, they have let me down with these, these weirdly, I I don't, I I guess it's, it's, I I blame the loss of Matt Doherty who um, should never have left such a, such a perfect uh, situation. It was such a, there's such a perfect fit, hand in glove, Brandon.
0: Totally different story for Matt Doherty, as opposed to Diogo Jota, who is having the time of his life (laughs) uh, in Liverpool. But talking about like Wolves, being a little more dour now you could say the same thing about arsenal you could say the same thing about manchester city so it is a esteemed company that wolves find themselves in right now
1: um so as far as the game week goes i mean do you want to talk about anything else that's gone well for you i mean like you said you're how many many hundreds of thousands are, are you up right now i bet you're already up even with two players left to play
0: Oh, yeah. I am up 800,000. It's, it's, it's ho- hilarious to, to even mention a number that high. That just tells you like how hey, no uh, need pitiful to, my Don't my neg yourself. Is. Don't yeah. neg okay. yourself. It's I'm good. Gonna it's good. In it's good. a positive way. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very good. Green Arrow for a uh, 800,000 overall rank, which brings me up to 2.8 million. My goal for tomorrow when my Wolves players roll out is I want to get to an even – a solid 1 million OR rank boost. Yeah.
1: yeah. The fact that that's even on the table shows yeah. you how yeah. much, how much time is still left this season and that, you know, that things yeah. are not right. set in stone at all. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you jump a million spots in a week, yeah. um, that's, that's amazing. And like, you know, it wasn't like you did anything crazy. You just, you mm-hmm. used exactly one transfer, correct?
0: Yeah, it wasn't a blo- it it wasn't necessarily a blockbuster week for me. So I moved Sala out for Kevin De Bruyne, my one free transfer. That leaves me without Bruno Fernandez, which after Saturday's fixtures leaves me high and dry. You captain Bruno, and that that's just a huge boost for everybody. But I took a punt on Dominic Calvert Lewin and um Unreal. I I had to set my alarm for 7 a.m. here on East Coast Time. <laughs> and you know, it's 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 the roller coaster ride of the captain's fails and the captain's successes. DCL gets his first goal within a minute of the match, like within 45 seconds. It's and you he think that it in off his thigh or whatever you definitely want to have that hyper slow-mo to be like well, is this an own goal it was that type of a bundle a bungle yeah do you think it's an own goal um so you think that's good but immediately your mind shifts gears to well one goal is given the start we've had here one goal is not going to be enough we need a hat trick and actually ideally what we need here is a first half hat trick otherwise we (laughs) could bill this as a failure now what 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 lead my anxiety is Lucas Dean comes in with these two assists. And uh-huh. uh, after, after the, after DeCorova Reed blows the the clean sheet. So anyway, the Everton Fulham fixture, terrible from a Fulham fan point of view, but for my FPL team, it was huge. And then after the um, Arsenal Leeds match, uh, my wife was in bed uh, using her iPad and I just snuck up next to her and I, and I said, Leela, I am in the best mood right now. She's like, why? Did you get a triple captain or something? And I said, no, (laughs) even better. I got points that I didn't deserve. And my Hector Bellerin clean sheet and three bonus points were like the mm, most satisfying points I have gotten this game. What What a crazy game that was. It is insane that Leeds did not score on yeah. arsenal but yeah. that kind of completed the miracle for me for game week nine with my defense with dean and bellerin and mendian goal and if you remember last week i burned four to get bellerin and mendian for um for matt ryan and and sace mm-hmm. that was not a great move last week but everything's been bought and paid for this week so i'm feeling really good so with with opponents uh, and Jimenez to come uh, I want to get that one million green arrow.
1: Yeah, uh, I, it seems very, very possible. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that are, it was actually that match and the Liverpool match were both very unusual in terms of goals not being scored that really should have been scored. Um, you know, I feel like uh, Johnny uh, Evans
0: that- clearing the ball off of his own goalpost is one of the all-time great highlights from the season so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, just you know, Firmino, me I mean, finally scores at the end, but I mean, they, they scored three goals and they probably should have had six in that match. I mean, they could have had it, it feels like they, they it was amazing how well they played considering all of the circumstances. I mean, a lot of their players have traveled to the national break. Uh, the defense is obviously down three starters right now. Um, no Mo Salah, uh, and it was probably the best they've looked since what like March or something? <laughs> like yeah. it's like the best. The, I, I can't well, remember the last time they looked that good. They were they were they're perfect. I mean they dominated where,
0: lot, where is know, this where Leicester where do City. we land in this argument though? I agree. Liverpool looked fantastic. Though Leicester City did not show up. So to what degree did Liverpool just play Leicester's game plan off of the park or, right. or versus Leicester just they looked so flat yeah like the commentary described them as ragged and we're gonna have to talk about jamie Vardy coming up because Leicester's yeah. fixtures after this liverpool match are great yeah. so i'm not sure what i take away from this Leicester city performance. i don't
1: know though i mean i, I think that the pressing was was fantastic and that match from liverpool i felt like they were there yeah i mean i i do think that um they could they could have um i i don't think lester Le- like played well but i mean it's it, sometimes it's hard to tell right i mean like uh um, a, a good defense can make you look bad, right? They can make you look ineffective. And, and so I think that, you know, a, a just a good pressing system in general. And it felt like they were just really engaged. I felt like they were, they were really on the ball. Anytime Lester had the ball, they were, they were, um, they, you know, they're winning it back and they're just super aggressive, you know, throughout that match. So, mm-hmm. um, it was like, they didn't want to even give their center backs a chance to make a mistake. Right. And they were just yeah. like, as long as the ball is in the midfield or our second half, we can't lose this match. Um, which I mean, I guess it's it's always true, but it felt like they were, um, you know, it's just especially, um, aggressive today. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say it's always a little bit of both, I suppose, but um, I I definitely came out of that feeling pretty good about, about Liverpool and and Robertson who I was like, like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like, what do you, you know, can I keep Robertson at 7 million if, um, if they're if they're down three starting defenders, uh, mm. but then he puts in this man of the match performance, he was fantastic, um, and so now you're like, well, they play Brighton away next week, and so you're just like, well, I guess I'm just riding with Rabo for a while. I mean, and it just would oh, seem yeah, silly. There's no way you talking. can
0: sell him ahead of that Brighton fixture.
1: No, no, I, there really isn't. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about uh, Jota and and Sala in in a minute. So um, just before we get into our game week ten preview. Um, I did want to re off the uh, Always Cheating Super League Top 10. And this Top 10, Brandon, as you know, uh, it takes a uh, quite a long time for uh, the official site. We, we love the official site, Brandon. We love the game. We've, we've dedicated an entire podcast yeah, mm-hmm. based around that game. But mm-hmm. the, the, servers, the servers are notoriously uh, slow. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you just want to check your mini leagues uh, and see how you are doing in real time. In fact, that's what most of us want to be doing. It's very frustrating that we can't. Brandon, our friends at FPL Game Week have designed a beautiful, very clean website that allows you to do exactly that. Um yeah. and so they um this is kind of like just like a free shout out because I love this site and they're they're aligned a little bit with Mini League Mate too, who we also love. And so um Brennan, you know, when a good thing comes along, we will give it some love. Okay. Absolutely. If it's, if it's
0: a tool that we find useful, we want our listeners to also find it useful and clean is the right word with it's FPLgameWeek.com. You can check your live league positions and you can also just check your general team live overall rank, which uh, live, which is, which is really awesome. So yeah, what we've got here is the super league, uh, as of eight, through ten matches of game week nine played, shall I just read the the top ten here? Go for it. Okay, starting at top, t- uh, starting in tenth position, it's Powerlines FC, and uh, we have a three way tie in seventh with Da Belaid team. I don't really get that joke, Josh, but um, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Youssef Zian's team, Fan, and also Zaki team two. In sixth place, it's coolest son. In fifth place come on you gunners in fourth place, Sanaldo who is also leading our Patreon league, Craig McDermott, big shout out there in third place. It's Rafa Munchen. And in second place, Lundo FC. And in first, the Johan Cruyff Academy, Dimitar Simo. And uh, I'm looking at this top 10 list from FPL game week, and I can see who everyone captained mm-hmm. and, my man Rafa Munchen is a fellow Calvert Lewin captainer, and I think that definitely helped propel him to third place here, which is cool to see.
1: Yeah, and my goal for the season is to uh, just crack the uh, top one thousand. Brandon in that league, I'm uh Let's see. I, oh, you know, I actually just did. So there you go. I am. Uh, I'm 100. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I'm 135k overall, which I think is a pretty good start to the season, and that must be 900th in the Always Shooting Super League. So. Uh it, it is truly the League of Leagues, Brandon.
0: Uh, yeah, let's and, see. That's, that's uh, right aspect. now I am uh, ranked 13,915.
1: So ways to, go. <laughs> to, ways so to sorry, go. Only 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 up from there, Brandon. Maybe down, actually. There's two ways to go. You can go up or down. So let's <laughs> let's keep that option up <laughs> yeah, open for right. you. Sure. Um and uh just a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. They keep us going. There was a little bit of chatter on the internets this week about about uh Patreon and plugs. And I I know uh and not everybody loves it. And I and I am very sympathetic to that. And we really try not to hit people uh too hard with this. But um as I've said before, and as I said uh this week, it's it's really um it's the fact that we have Patreon supporters and that people, you know, continue to support the pod, that we continually get new supporters um that really motivates us and helps us justify the time that we spend on the pod. Even even more than the whatever financial, you know, remunerations come yeah. our way. Um it's right. it's really about It's the support, and it helps justify it to ourselves and to uh, our families. Frankly, so yeah. uh, And the the support—the
0: support—is not about you paying to get FPL advice. We are happy to brainstorm and do rate my teams and all that stuff. But the support we receive, we we consider it to be a vote of confidence, and yeah, um, exactly. Helps with our time and helps generate a community. I mean, we've got a large community of you all who listen to the free podcast. Um, but we also really love the uh, smaller Patreon community that we're building. We have lots of fun uh, yeah. hanging out with all of you.
1: Yeah, well said. So uh, new patrons this week. We have uh, some new Lord Starwath patrons. Akenna Osaki, Christopher Pessanin Wang, and Mr. Jake. We also have a new Pooch Pookie patron this week, and that is Patrick Moffat. And I don't even know how Pooch, Are you thinking of Mr.
0: Poochie doing? from uh, the, the Simpsons Josh? It sounds like you <laughs> almost went for a Poochie patron Poochie. there. Yeah.
1: P- that should be the Poochie patron. That'd be awesome. Uh, so if you want to say thanks, support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We run through all the usual stuff every week, so you probably know the drill, but uh, extra podcast each week. You also get access to our Slack where you can talk about a lot of things. Very few of them involve FPL uh, a lot of the time. Uh, of course, we have several dedicated FPL channels as well. Uh, and you get a weekly, w- week can review newsletter courtesy of our friends at Mini League Mate. Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about Game Week 10. All right, Brandon, we're back. Game week 10, uh, obviously we have two matches tomorrow. I, I don't know that they're uh, hugely important for fantasy. Uh, I, certainly there aren't a lot of captains tomorrow. Uh, but, um, you know, I'd be curious to see how Zaha does. He's a player that, that yeah, if he looked incredible, if he, if he just absolutely destroyed Burnley tomorrow, then I would at mm-hmm. least consider him for this post-Thanksgiving Friday match uh, home to Newcastle. Uh, but yeah, Wolves, I mean, I think Wolves were just kind of in a holding pattern with them right now because they're a little, um, a little frustrating and, and, you know, I think Southampton, I'm just sort of off until, until Danny Ings comes back.
0: It's all about Ings. I mean, Charlie Adams, I don't want to totally discredit him, but the fact that Ali Watkins and Bamford are just sort of vying for that position on FPL teams, I don't see how Adams fits in at all. So I'm with you. Southampton yeah. is is just persona non grata until Danny Ings is back.
1: He has been good. Credit to Adams. You know, you yeah. you have a probably a, a more or less permanent anti-Shea <laughs> Adams bias that that you know after after what he happened did last me season.
0: so dirty at the start of uh, last season I cannot forgive
1: it'll take a couple um, of years I think so but yeah the I, the, the appeal
0: yeah. of of Zaha as you mentioned is is Newcastle and Game 10 followed by West Brom so Zaha is a player that you wanna you want to oh. stack up those appealing fixtures with the Mercurial oh, player yeah.
1: like Yeah God jeez Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I I don't know why I was saying like that, like a California surfer, Brandon. But yeah, I totally agree (laughs) with you. Uh, I forgot that he was playing West Brom after that. Jeez, it just seems like a perfect match for Zaha, doesn't it? about playing West Brom, that just
0: uh, lots of dangling legs in the penalty box with that West Brom defense. (laughs) Zaha will just be eating up penalties like he's Pac Man.
1: (laughs) So uh, we've got five questions for game week ten. I think these will be. The questions you would want to be asking if you were uh, a fantasy manager. Uh, there's some really big ones right now, and um, they all they all kind of blend together. But we'll try to separate them as much as possible, as you'll as you'll see when we get into these. Uh, first one comes from Dan Parsons, Brandon, longtime Patreon producer. Yeah. Uh, he toothless Gibbon. He says, "We can't sell Sun and or Kane now, can we?
0: <laughs> I think that's a pretty firm no. You can't sell them now." They they really put Manchester City to the sword, and it, it's like this is not the high flying Liverpool of you know two and three seasons ago. This is a Jose Mourinho team, but by God, do Spurs look consistently sturdy, and they have the ability to finish the chances that are presented to them. Unlike certain teams like like Arsenal, so. I mean, I think if you were to say, look at that Spurs city fixture on Saturday, you're like, okay, I'm ready to consider the fact that maybe the Spurs team is going to challenge for the title. That song changes a little bit after, as we were just discussing, you see Liverpool perform with basically a B squad against Leicester today on Sunday. Um, but let's say a it, minus squad. It, it, yes. There's still plenty of fantastic players. It's true. But my point stands like Spurs do look like the sturdiest, stoutest team in the league at the moment.
1: Yeah, um, it's just like you understand how they're going to get points. I I feel like I I talked about this when I played my wild card before game week five, but it's just hard to. This is a, a real problem, I think, for people who are really, really fantasy obsessed and not just sort of plain fantasy for fun. Right. Like if you, you, are, you are not like particularly like if you're engaged enough to listen to this podcast, you're probably fall, fall into this category where most, most, most cases where you are. You're like, you're just wheeling and dealing, you know, like, like uh, uh, if you're just a normal person who plays fantasy, you're like, well, son and Kane have been awesome, like more or less nonstop since the start of the season. Why would I move them? Like what, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what is the, what is the strong impetus to move them here? And, and, you know, a more experienced fantasy manager will say, well, you know, we have all these years of great performances from Man City and, 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 you know, three weeks from now they play Fulham and that's a very good fixture. And, you know, there's like, in the, in, in Spurs, fixtures get a little worse, you know, or they, they got worse starting in game week nine. And, um, you know, there's all these reasons to move them. And then I feel yeah. like a more, a more simple someone with a, with a more simple perspective of fantasy would say, well, yeah, but they're, they're scoring every week. You know, like I, yeah. I can't take out players that are doing this well. That just feels like overthinking it. And, and I think that that is where I am right now with Sonic Kane, which is just that it's, it feels, it feels like, I mean, that Chelsea fixture that bad for them. I don't see it as being that bad.
0: No, I think you were about to say this too. You were uttering the phrase, like I, you, you can see how this Spurs team is going to score if you were to run the simulation of a Spurs match, you can kind of predict what's going to happen. And that is very yeah. helpful for a fantasy manager. Whereas, and you've said this about Wolves, it's just hard to predict how are, how is a goal actually going to be scored? I mean, you you would assume it's through Jimenez, but they don't have much of a midfield and what's the spine and the ball seems to move in the irregular patterns where it's just not happening that way with Spurs. And that is, I think, a huge benefit to fantasy managers where what we really need more than ever this season is predictability.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, which sort of brings me to um, the second question. So we can sort of take them together because uh, Mikey, U says uh, Man City's attack invest or hold off for another week. And, you know, the problem with the Man City attack is if you want players from man City, you are probably going to have to sacrifice your man your 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 Spurs assets right they're the you know kane is what, what you, up to like almost eleven million now and um and sun is nine point five or something like that it's mm-hmm. it's very hard to hold those people and still have man city players. I mean um you can do it and it but it, it does require some sacrifices elsewhere and I means no no bruno, um probably no Mo Salah um it's it's it's, you know obviously a very unbalanced team
0: right i think that's that's exactly right all of everybody in that price bracket that you mentioned they're all doing well fantasy wise manchester city they're not sterling and kevin de bruyne have been non-factors the last month basically and what there is, there is an argument I guess you could make where you say, I need to uh, be proactive as an FPL manager. And while everyone is distracted over here with Spurs and Manchester United, I'm going to get early on Manchester City, right? Assuming that they do turn it around. I mean, you can't deny that the fixtures coming up from City are quite good in the next sure. four fixtures, they've got. Three home matches, Burnley, Fulham, and West Brom. That is as good as it gets. But I just don't think that you or I could make a compelling argument to say, well, those fixtures are so good that you should definitely sell season-long keepers like Bruno and Hongmin Sun. And and as you were also mentioning uh, Liverpool, and we haven't even mentioned the big news that broke today, that Salah is now COVID clear and will report to training (laughs) – uh, for Tomorrow. Liverpool on Monday, which is like he's he's got the vaccine or something. I don't know if he's his yeah. family works at Pfizer. What's going on there? Um, but yeah. so,
1: how, how are you feeling but, about that? Because um, I mean, you you brought in KDB, so it's you know in some ways it's fairly easy to bring to bring Salah back. I mean, you probably would be a captain pick this week if we'll talk about captains more in a, in a minute. But um, I mean, is there any way for you to bring in Mo Salah or? I don't even know, I guess Bruno, Bruno Caesar than Salah, but like, you know, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on Salah right now?
0: So I my thoughts on Salah is that he's a great player and when he's fit, <laughs> you should probably have him in your fantasy team. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that, that's sort of the basic knowledge, but I brought in Kevin De Bruyne and as I mentioned, they have city have incredible fixtures. Now it's that classic situation, right? Where, I have the player There's probably nothing to lead me to believe that Kevin Brenna is actually going to come good. Mm -hmm. But I just think it is, it just, it feels a little foolish or a little sideways or a bit of a waste of of a transfer to ditch KDB. I didn't necessarily bring him in just for that Spurs fixture. Now, granted I did bring in KDB like a lot of people, the whatever Salah replacement they chose, if they chose to get rid of Salah, was was with the assumption that Salah is going to miss two game weeks. Does not appear that that's going to be the case. So that kind of ju- does change the the analysis that went yeah. into me bringing KDB yeah. in. But I did know,
1: but it it felt like. It's it's very unclear what these what the rules are. It's it's, you know I I feel like I I put out the call last week. Do we think he's going to miss one week or two week and two weeks? And the answers were all over the board. I mean, no one really. You know, people had uh, strong feelings or or you know educated opinions about it, but it was just not clear what was going to happen. And so we sort of got the extreme other end of it, right? Which is that he's basically fine. He missed exactly one game week.
0: Yeah. I I just think for me personally I'm com- I'm committing to sticking with Kevin De Bruyne at least for another week. Yeah. If Liverpool look as strong as they did against Leicester then I think yeah it could be a mistake to try and coast without Liverpool. But that just means I have to bring Liverpool assets in in game week 11. It's like this is not when is it ever a situation like this where you've just got to be burning minus four, minus eight to just totally yeah. um, re- undo everything that you did the previous game week? It just seems like a craven way to manage your fantasy team.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. I, I really feel that way. And um, I mean, this is like just a classic, you know, dilemma that seems to come up a lot where people are just so upset about, you know, transferring out players who did really well um, in the game week. And, and often you pr- like, you know, I mean, not like, it's just, you know, often like you, you are being a little impatient and, and you probably just need to trust your, trust the decisions that you made a week ago or three weeks ago or whatever, and just ride these things out a little bit. And it's it's so hard. And I, and I'm, I'm, I fall prey to this too, but it, you know, it's so hard to remember that like, you're just not going to get massive returns every week. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just not a, this is not a video game, right? It's like, these are like real, like every goal is, yeah. except for the goal that Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored today, Brandon, almost every goal is, is, is difficult and requires a lot, you know, a lot of things to break. Right. Um, yeah. and so, you know, it's, it's, it, you just don't ever know. I mean, God, the second half of that Liverpool match, right. It's, you know, Sadio Mane, you walk out of that match thinking, Oh my God, I, I can't, you know, if, if you had money, you'd be like, I, I just can't believe I got, um, I got nothing out of that match. I should have gone yeah. Bruno. And you're like, well, in another match, he has a goal, a couple assists. Uh, you know, I mean, Hakeem Hakim Ziyech was was Ziyech was like that for me. You know, on Saturday, where mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 you know, it was it was a right player, wrong game week sort of thing. I don't know how you could walk out of that Chelsea match thinking, oh yeah, what a what a blown transfer, you know? Right. <laughs> like and Team
0: of Werner had plenty of chances too, and yeah. just just an assist for him. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that's right, but not not till I, I, I'm not backtracking on what I said. Like you do have to have it in you as a fantasy manager to recognize a mistake and correct sure. it. Yeah. Um, however, you can't. It's not a mistake until you actually have some data in front of you. So, yeah. Point being, if I have KDB instead of Salah, I will not say that was a bad move until Sala comes in and dominates Brighton in game week ten. Then I will have to actually face the music and say, all right, now I have to recognize maybe that was a bad transfer and then switch KDB back to Sala. But I, I just don't see how I could manage that until I see Sala actually
1: back on the pitch. I mean, on the Man City question itself, Pep comes out after um, Saturday's match says something has to change. I, I don't know what that means. I mean, I don't even know what's going on with him, right? Like why, you know, Phil Foden looks incredible, like almost every time he plays and he can't get any minutes in this team, right? He comes on for 18 minutes or whatever. You know, they'd have an end of a, you know, very toothless band City game. And you're like, well, I thought he was like the next David Silva and this guy can't, David Silva. And, the, you know, this guy can barely get on the pitch. And so it's like, what does this retool look like? You know, like, I, I, it just feels like, I, I don't know, you know, I guess, I mean, Sterling, you would think they'd come out better, but if we're if we're like a quarter of the way through the season at this point, and it does yeah. not seem like this does not seem like it's Man City season, and their players are incredibly expensive, and they seem completely out of sync, yeah. and so the idea of I mean, yeah, maybe you do a sideways move to Kevin De maybe even captain Kevin De this week. I don't, I don't I mean it's not like he's got several years of, of track record here, but to burn transfers he's, he's
0: he's captain in my bus team by the way is, right is now KDB. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I can understand that and he had some moments on, <clears throat> on the spurs match where maybe he got you know a little bit unlucky but i, I just don't i i don't want to spend a transfer right now on a man city player i certainly wouldn't be burning points to bring in a man city player i would not be i would not be inver- particularly inclined to drop sun uh to to bring in one of their one of their players i, I just I'm just a little um, turned off right now. And and like you said, I, I just need to see them have one of those matches that is a very traditional Pep Man City team where it's like they score a goal three minutes in, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's just a KDB to Gabriel Jesus or something. And then... Boom, like it's happening. You know, the the five nil route is on and (laughs) that has just not happened once. I don't think this season, I I think they haven't had one, I I guess, maybe a little bit in that Wolves match on game week two. And that's that's kind of the only time you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this team is just a steam train, you know, get out of the way.
0: I'd be in lockstep with you if I didn't already have a city player. I would not recommend bringing bringing one in. Uh, at the moment, if you if you don't have. And yeah, it's really curious what is going on with Pep, because I feel like all of his post-match interviews have been he he's just seemed a little whimsical. Usually he's either like pissed off or distant or just after a glorious win, just very um, pleasant. But he. I don't know. He's just been very weird and unhinged this season. Then this week he signs the two year contract. And I wonder if that will change his thinking. Like if that changes how he views Phil Foden for better or worse, if he signs that two year contract, does that mean he has an understanding with the ownership? Not that they need to have an understanding to spend even more money, but that he's going to be able to spend the money that he wants going into next season to achieve whatever goals he has over the next two seasons. So does that mean that now he has carte blanche after signing this contract to just finally just not even put Rayad Mahrez in the squad? Because what yeah. even is the point of him? I
1: just think in he Manchester already has city that. right now. You know, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah, I
0: don't, I don't think he didn't have it either, but it, you, you certainly, the ownership would back whatever play you wanted to make, but you also have to be a man manager. And I think he's sensitive to that. So if he, he starts playing young Phil Foden over highly paid Riyad Mahrez or the like, you have to understand the ripple effects there. But now at this point, is it the, is it the like Antonio Conte moment where he's like, okay, now you've all tried to do it this way. And now we're going to play five
1: at the back. It just feels like they need to have like a little bit more of that like Frank Lampard side from last season, where it's like just just play the young guys, right? Just play Ferran Torres, play Phil Foden, see what happens. You've got the you, the defense is looking a lot much much more improved. And they actually looked a lot better after that. You know, after that Sun goal, um, the 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 second goal, the one that Kane assisted on was was a beautiful goal, just perfect play. Mm. Um, but in general, I thought you know, so the defense looks pretty good. You have these young guys. You have this old guard of 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 players that just I mean Ria Maraz, I mean he, he's kind of the leader of this, right? Where you're just like, well what Raheem Sterling, really, I don't know what's going on with him. It does not seem like himself at the moment. And and KDB seems a little off too. And so you just wonder if they just need, need an injection of I mean I mean I don't know. Pep's I'm not a manager. I mean just from the outside it just feels like he, having some young exciting Mm. players in your team would sort of lift the whole squad. And this this squad feels a little leaden right now.
0: Well, think about when City were at their best. The last time you remember them just being that high flying, Leroy Sané was in the squad. Young, exciting player. And that had to come to an end because of injury and personality difficulties. And yeah, I think that that proves your point. I think that proves your point is they need some more dynamism in that team.
1: So let's move on to, let's go back to some actual fantasy talk here. If if that's possible, Uh, Evan says, considering how terrible Fulham is, should we be targeting the best player who plays them moving forward? So this is, this is very relevant because over the next three weeks, Fulham play Leicester at home. They play um, uh, Man City away and they play Liverpool at home. So, Three, uh, that's three losses for Fulham. And the only question is, uh, how large are those losses? And <laughs> my before, you know, so I'll, I'll ask you this question, but my, my two cents uh, before before you do is that I have had a lot of bad luck over the years transferring in players for one fixture, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, for example, for me to bring in Jamie Vardy, the only way I could do it would be to drop Harry Kane. But I don't want to, you know, just for reasons we just talked about, I don't want to drop Harry Kane. I don't want to do it. And so if I brought in Vardy, it would really just be this one fixture. And I just don't see that as, as valuable enough for me, even if I was planning to captain. Him. I mean, if I brought him in, I would captain him. But to me, it, it doesn't seem worth it. It feels, I mean, I, I know this is kind of like an upside chasing idea, but I mean, Harry Kane is just, has looked phenomenal all season. And so, you know, to, to drop him for one match just seems a little um, overly aggressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at bad teams, whipping boy teams, consider West Brom, their last four matches. So loss to Spurs and to Manchester United, both 1-0. Now, granted, yeah. that was a big captaincy hit for a lot of people with Bruno. But these are not avalanche losses. Right. Um, and that that would just be something to consider when you're thinking, I just need to target whipping boy teams. Well, whipping boy t- boy teams are not always stupid every week and what is annoying is they end up particularly against the bigger teams just putting all 10 outfield players in the box and it becomes very hard to break down i mean the appealing True. thing about fulham is that that's just not in the club's dna at the right. moment like they they are probably more likely than west brom to give up three or four goals like we saw against yeah. everton but would why do everton...
1: would you still call them champagne football brandon or is it like it's like too much champagne football. It's like there. It's drunk. It's drunk football.
0: I don't. It's like, um, it's, it's like, uh, four percent ale football. It's, it's just a little too, um, it's just a little too sober. Like, even though <laughs> it's all about pass and move, it's, it's all about keeping it on the floor. It's all about, possession and making things way more complicated than they need to be and that doesn't sound like champagne to me that sounds like a micro beer that doesn't taste as good as the packaging and that's <laughs> kind of where where fulham is right now but yeah. it, it just just looking at jamie vardy in game week 10 we were talking about this before we hit record he's uh, just assessing Leicester against liverpool if Lester show up one match and they don't click, the problem is Jamie Vardy doesn't even touch the ball. So yeah. either Jamie Vardy is a captaincy option or you won't even know that he's on the pitch. And that's that's slightly troubling. Now, Fulham's defense is 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 pretty bad.
1: Yeah, they are pretty bad. And uh, yeah, Tielemans, who had uh, yeah, I wonder if he was just gassed after the uh international or something. I feel like you barely uh I can't remember even seeing him on the pitch. Uh, James James Madison had a
0: terrible match too. Um, They, uh, it, it, it just wasn't working. They couldn't get anything going up the wings. Yeah. I don't know. It, It does just seem like it's rash to just, as you were saying, target one fixture and rearrange your team. Now, if you're talking about bringing in a 6 million player, to target a West Brom or a Fulham fixture. I think that's a little more compelling because you're not tearing up the, the, like the, the structure of your team, but Jamie Vardy will do that. And I think that that's just, it,
1: it, it could work out, but the risk feels a little too great for me. Okay. Just to, just to look at the flip side here for a second. Okay. If you want to be really aggressive and just kind of, um, just go for it. Right. Um, the, the what i would do and i don't think i'm going to do this although it, it there's a certain appeal to it uh would be to move kane to vardy for game week 10 and then move vardy to jesus for game week 11 so then you would have you'd have vardy to captain for the home match to fulham in game week 10 and then you'd have jesus to captain for the home match to fulham in game week 11 that would that would be you know pretty aggressive and yeah. um it's 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 you know it's a thought um the only issue with that is that aguero is now back in training again i don't know how like heavy the training is but there's a chance that we could I see i think it was, he back. was on the bench
0: wasn't he um
1: was he was he needed to the bench I actually didn't realize that. Um, Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, so maybe that doesn't work because you don't actually know who's going to (laughs) start in the Man City forwards and the classic game of who do you get from that team uh, just starts up again. Um, So yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I believe you. I, so he, he didn't get any minutes in that match, it looks like. But, yeah, what a weird season for Aguero, by the way. He has a total of three points on the season through nine matches. It's, it's
0: it's really not great. It's not what you want to see from. It just makes me feel so old. Do you remember when Aguero was, like, semi-indestructible and sure, yeah. just, like, a easy set-and-forget player yeah. you just never had to worry about he it he
1: always he'd, he'd get some like little international break injury yeah, right thing, like right, once right. a year a little knee tendonitis king
0: or niggle you used to call him <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: exactly we should go back to calling him that brand we should call the podcast king niggle <laughs> um all right so i think that it's very dangerous i think that the it's, odds of the that odds. working
0: out that transfer plan that you just laid out josh kane yeah. to vardy to jesus I love it it sounds it sounds very make fantasy fun and guinea to me sure but sure, the, the yeah. uh, I'm running I'm running it through the always cheating computer right now Beep, boop, 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 boop. computer says odds of that working out are point nine percent. It's pretty low.
1: It's pretty low. It's pretty, pretty low. So this is, yeah, the, there's myriad reasons why this might not work out. And and I think the other problem is that you you hear that and you're like, God, that, that sounds kind of cool. I think I might want to do that. And it just neglects, okay, then what's your plan for Sala? Okay, then what's your plan for KDB? Okay, then what's your plan for Rehame Strong? Like, you know, there are other players. What happens if you get an injury? Um, there's numerous things that could go wrong that could upend this plan. And so this is why... Again, just to, just to reiterate, having to transfer one game week. Now, that J- Jimmy Vardy is some you know terrible player to own long term, but um, you know I just don't trust that. It's funny I should say this because they're like top of the league right now, but I just don't totally trust Leicester. Um, you know, I guess they're not top of the league. What are they third? They're close. Like they're, close. They're, they're close. They're up there anyway. Yeah, I don't really keep. Won't up. last they, for long. Down, though. Yeah, they they were. They're down to fourth now. So anyway, they're they're in a Champions League spot. They're having a good season. Um, all right, let's move on. Two more questions here. Danny Bean says, long-time friend of the pod, I genuinely cannot believe this is a serious question, but is getting Jota more important than getting Salah back? Uh, it's a lot less expensive. Are you thinking of getting both? P.S. Andy Robertson's amazing. So uh, on the Jota front, I'm convinced I may go Marcus Rashford to Jota this week.
0: Okay, Um so what is what happens to the lineup so it was against city that Klopp played up front Mane Jota and Salah and Bobby was Bobby in there as well yep and I mean it was god we uh, we I don't want to I don't I don't want to keep talking about Manchester City but um so you're thinking I I feel like he Klopp has to continue to start Jota he's one of the biggest bright spots of yeah. that attack right now, and why not? Why wouldn't you? But do you have any concerns? This is just like a sure. – This is not yeah. a loaded thought question. Thought
1: experiment, yeah. Yeah,
0: this is the thought. Do you have any concerns about what happens to Jota when Salah is back on the pitch with Bobby and Mane?
1: Yes. Uh, some, for sure. I mean, so far uh, Jota has started f- – Th- one two so he started four matches on the season now granted the first three don't really count uh because he had you know just joined the club got 10 minutes of the sub and game week three didn't play the first two so we're really looking at starting the game week four so starting then he has one two three four starts uh and two substitute appearances um four goals in those four starts he could have had more today uh almost certainly he looks great. I mean, he looks so dangerous in all of these matches and he's so cheap. And so, yeah, I'm a little worried about like having like another Phil Foden situation, but I just don't see it because he feels too integral to what they're doing right now. I It just seems hard for me to to believe based on how they look at the moment that Klopp is going to say, you know what? i this is Bobby. This is Bobby Firmino's team, and I just can't. <laughs> uh, I can't play you as many minutes as you want. You're going mean, to
0: fundamentally alter who Liverpool is if you take Bobby Firmino out of this lineup.
1: <laughs> I mean, thank God he got. Imagining De
0: Vaca in the background, just shaking his head like he's Lee Trevino <laughs> and Happy Gilmore. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> if Firmino hadn't scored today, I think he would have to really start getting worried about his his starting spot because it, it was it was getting a little shaky. Like it's, you're like, what is going on? Like, why can this guy not score at home? Like what a, what a crazy, yeah. I mean, I love for me now as a player, I, I truly do. I mean, much who like hurricane. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I just love players who can do everything on the pitch, especially forwards. You know, it's just something I fun about seeing a forward, go back and, you know, win a tackle and start playing all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think he's going to try to play all four. And I think that if he's playing those three, then I, I honestly think at the moment that Jota may, get the nod over Firmino.
0: Yeah. I've really had to slowly warm up to the idea of Jota as a Liverpool player. And, you know, I'd, I'd just be like stupid if I didn't accept it. And yeah, I think it's great that Jota is 6.5 and I would 100% consider him for my team. Here is my one other concern about Jota is we talk, you know, we were talking about how, um, who who was the player? Oh, Marcus Rashford. So we both went for Marcus Rashford two or three weeks ago, and we felt like it was in, going for Rashford instead of Bruno a few weeks ago was the equivalent of, try, of trying to cover Liverpool defense with Virgil van Dyke instead of right. Robertson or Trent. Now it, it's generally a bad idea to just pick the, the cheaper player as a route in. And yes. that's that. Uh, so it's, this is less an argument against Jota. I, and I, I like his value. What I'm concerned about is if I end up going for Jota, I am going to put off the idea of getting a player like Salah back yeah. into my team. And is it going to blind me to Mane and Salah going forward, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I do. Although I, I think you could have, I think you could have both for one thing. And so here's here are two counters to what you're saying because I, I do certainly agree with you in principle. We ca- we could call it like, you know, Joe Matip syndrome or something, right? Like you, you don't want to ever have yeah. Joe, Joe Matip Gomez. You can have yeah or Gomez exactly. The, whoever the fourth Liverpool defender is <laughs> at, the, at any current time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the Lawren t- is spinning in his grave right now.
1: The two counters here is one: he looks great. I mean, he looks as liable to score as anybody in Liverpool at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, watching that match. I wouldn't come away thinking, "Oh yeah, Mane is clearly the better option." I felt like they were both terrific, and and they he's looked terrific with with Sal on the pitch too. Um, so I think that you know it's not like with the Phil Foden thing. It's a little more about potential um, than it is about what you're actually seeing on the pitch. And the other thing is he's just, we're not talking about a million here. You know, we're talking about like almost 6 million, you know, he is, he is 5.6 million cheaper than, than Mo Salah. So if anything, bringing in a player like Jota makes it easier to bring in Salah, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's going to free up so much cash to, to bring him in, um, you know, to, to move somebody else to him. And so um, in, in some ways it's kind of, it's an ideal pick because he's an enabler it's an enabler price, and um, and he also just looks good in these matches. So, you know, yeah. I would like to see – I want to see how he plays against Atalanta on Tuesday. I would love it if he was benched or didn't play that many minutes. If he plays the full 90, it might scare me off him enough to not bring him in this week, but mm-hmm. um, he's definitely on the radar. I, I just I just think he looks really good, and um, I've always liked him. as a, I've always rated him pretty highly. I mean, he's had moments with, with Wolves uh, where he just – was incredible. Right. And just like super, super dominant player. He can disappear a little bit too, but um, I think we now maybe have to start thinking about whether that was more a reflection of Wolf's style um, than it is Jota himself.
0: So Jota is a little bit more like shopping for a used car. So when you decide I'm in the market for a used car, it's a mm-hmm. special cocktail of how many miles does this used car have on it? How old is it? What features does it have? Yeah. And, the matip joe gomez used car is like one too many concessions you're like well the air conditioning doesn't work and it's got over a hundred thousand miles yeah. on it, Windows but hey, it's going to yeah. it's going to get you from A to B. <laughs> and I think where we're landing is that Diego Jota is that special used car where you're like, whoa, under thirty thousand miles. It's like it's like a relatively recent, like a twenty seventeen model. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to last you for another like six, seven, eight years. So I feel like I.
1: It's I drawn can put from life, my, Brandon. The, the, I know you've car <laughs> basically recently. Basically <laughs> describing a,
0: a recent experience I had. Um, and that's really the only way in which I can relate to fantasy sports these days is through my own personal experiences. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah so you're saying that he might be, he might be, um, he might check, check, all, check all the boxes. Again. He's yeah, a Honda yeah,
0: Hatchback is yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, Diogo right. Jones. It's super yeah. practical and uh, fun to drive.
1: I got a little scared off bringing him in this game week and uh I went with Ziyech instead, which I'm which I'm fine with. Uh, but I don't know. Just watching that match today, I came away thinking, you know what, I, th- I actually think I'm I'm willing to take the benching, the occasional benching, uh, to bring him in because um I just think he's too good not to not to play right now. So um all right, final question. Uh we've got a little long, so we'll just do this one quickly because we've talked about it a little bit already. Uh Nibir asks, Who are we captaining this week? So you've got it on KDB. Is anyone yeah. else uh, a contender for you? It's a really tough one. My bus team
0: set up. I actually have four across the back in my defense. So that kind of tells you um, how I'm feeling about game week 10. I'm feeling, little, I'm feeling a little gun shy. Could I do Rashford away Southampton? Maybe. I think that's really a, an appealing fixture for Manchester United. Because they do like to counterattack, and what we know about Southampton is their like undying devotion to the high line through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could see Bruno to Rashford for for a few goals, um, or vice versa. Uh, is is that kind of risky? Maybe. I mean, we still haven't really. Rashford had that incredible form like three or four weeks ago, and it's kind of vanished. So that gives me some hesitation. Spurs
1: yeah. assets had that so, Harry had Kane that ball, by the way. And that oh, I'm sure you're watching that Bruno, this ball kind of falls right to Rashford, and he just waits like three or four seconds and then hits yeah. it as gentle. <laughs> as as like 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 pushing open a door it was like he was so gentle um and it was like just just rip that thing man like just just hit it like sebastian Alaire hit hit that ball today right just like just rip it, son. it you know yeah exactly just rip it son uh and uh yeah it was, it was you know like that, that like that was like if you ever want to know what good form Versus like when I look at a player in bad form, when the player's in bad form, they do what Rashford just did, right? Is they, they try to place it absolutely perfectly so that nothing can go wrong. And when you're good yeah. for you just rip that hell out of that they, thing. You know,
0: oh, over, overthink it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in a weird position in which I think the two most captainable fixtures are Liverpool away Brighton and uh, Lester hosting Fulham. So it's basically Jamie Vardy and a host of Liverpool attacking assets. Okay. I have none. Would it be so crazy? So you're talking about maybe bringing Jota in for game week 10. Would you armband Jota first weekend?
1: I don't think so. That, that's that's going too far, as Liam Neeson would say, Brandon.
0: <laughs> All right. What about Spurs? You're you're very high on just like win and doubt Captain Kane. Is that where you're at right now?
1: No, I, you know, I, I honestly on my team right now I've got uh dominant Calvert Lewin with the captaincy. Um I I mean they play Leeds at home. Uh I mean Leeds defense, like I know they kept a clean sheet today. that, that to me that's more reflection of Arsenal just being completely toothless at the moment. I mean, not playing soccer. Like, come on. Like what's going on there? You know, it's like they soccer played for twenty five minutes and and was not like, look, like the most dangerous player in the pitch, right? At least for Arsenal, on Arsenal's side.
0: I cannot believe that Arteta did not take Pepe off at halftime. Like that, he that he basically made Anthony Taylor make that decision for him. Like, what a, what an abject first half performance from Pepe it was
1: revolting. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's just weird. I I don't know what he's got like a little too much pep going on right now, and it's like just. Uh, just play your best player. You know, I mean, I know that's like such a, like a fan thing to say, but it just feels like it does not feel like the best play. I mean, I know, I know they he finally did play a bombing up front, which everyone's been sort of clamoring for and it um, didn't really make a, you know, massive difference on how they, how they play. But um, I don't know. I it just, it's, it's obviously it's not clicking, but anyway, uh, leads are, you know, Two game weeks away from conceding four goals in two different <laughs> They're matches. They're still right?
0: a, going into that Arsenal fixture, they were tied for worst defense in the league, I believe Leeds was. Yeah.
1: So Devin and was is just an incredible form playing a Leeds team that I don't trust uh, to keep clean sheets. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Bruno is my vice captain. So I, I do kind of agree with you. I actually think I may end up going with Bruno. Uh, yeah, you because, will. You will. There's yeah, no way I you're will. sticking right. with DCL. Yeah, so true. Is, is someone fair to DCL? He's got 10 goals in the season. He's come up a brace. <laughs> hey, listen, I captained
0: him uh, in game week nine, so I'll, I'll give him the credit for sure. Right, right. But I do have major concerns about how Everton looked in that second half against yeah. Fulham. And I guess james rodriguez really looked sluggish the yeah. whole match especially so, in the second half the maybe that's just from the international travel
1: to, that's just over then the james thing we're just like he's for now he's, yeah. for now it is he
0: he really didn't impact i mean awobi had more of an impact and maybe uh, he had more of an impact than james did but yeah I think that's enough for me to say DCL is still the dude to have on your team, but captain him only in select circumstances.
1: That's I think I if you, I think if you kept Salah, um, and he comes on and plays in the Atlanta match and he looks good, then I think he's a pretty decent pick, mm-hmm. um, a way to brighten. Um, I'm not, I, I, you know, it's funny because they, they have looked a little bit better I, you know coming up. You know, I, well, I guess they actually, they, they did concede a goal. Um, uh, what's his name scored? um, uh, Kansa, um in the uh, in the villa match. Oh, I, you know, I can't even talk about that match. I I got a little mad at VAR. I think I was actually just annoyed because Ali um, uh, uh, Watkins was standing there with the ball about to take a penalty when yeah. uh, that that they spent seven and a half minutes reviewing it, and I was just like, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it was not. Yeah, I was not having any fun, and so I took it out in VAR. <laughs> but that's you know that that's what happens when you got video review. It it invites emotional people like me to, to, to put our anger into it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. So,
0: so they, they had this issue, right. Where people argued endlessly about decisions that officials made. So they brought computers into it to resolve all of this. Right. yeah And so VAR, when the VAR decision came through on that Villa pen, like you didn't have any qualms about it, right. It was very cut and dry, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> Was it cut and dry? I no, mean, I'm, joking. He, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, yeah, Jack. yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's he got some like of his, you, yeah, it's, it's like he got the still... ball but he got his leg too and <laughs> it's like slow down. That? How can you even tell? The VAR
0: call just becomes an even more pronounced version of this is all just um subjective. Like even yeah. even when you bring computers and extra officials and all this crap into it, it's still subjective.
1: All right. Negativity Let's wash it away. We're going to take a break. And, Brandon, we've got a fun late around. We've got good questions this week. Back in two seconds.
0: All right, gang. 2020 has reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, So, you can focus on hiring the best person that you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long term contracts. You know how I feel about contracts, Josh. I need to be free and easy. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Indeed. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match your job criteria. All right. Here's the news, guys. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post. Try Indeed out at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply.
1: But Brandon, there's more football's back in full swing and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in every possible chance to win this season. Game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. I wonder if they have COVID props in there, Brandon. Like, like what percentage <laughs> of college football matches mm-hmm. are going to get canceled this game week? It's a good uh, question, and it's a good question. Bet online gives you more options to. I got to dig into the deeper Bet Online gambling markets, Brandon. You and I will now share share some links with each other. Uh, seems like a good use for like a WhatsApp <laughs> conversation. <Yes. laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, you can get an all their season open bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online are your online sports book experts.
0: All right, Josh, here's the last word it's 2020. We've been locked in our houses because of lockdowns and quarantines. It's made it pretty hard to stay hygienic, especially for us fellas. So the good news is, is Manscaped is here and they are on a mission to change the male grooming game, whether it's below the belt. And we'll get to it. There's a little trick that Manscaped has above the belt for us. Big news for all of our listeners who are outside of the U.S., Manscaped products are now available in the U.K., Canada, and Australia. Chief among them, the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. That is going to get you nice and fresh and clean down below the belt. And the Lawnmower 3.0, it's got an LED light. You can use it in the dark. It's also waterproof and holds a 90-minute charge. You can use it in the shower. What I got in the mail from Manscaped the other day is super awesome. It's called the Weed Whacker. And whatever you're doing down below the belt, the weed whacker is specially made for your nose. And I know you hate to admit it, guys, but sometimes you get hair on or inside your ears, and that's so that's that's fine. You just have to deal with it. So check <laughs> out Manscaped. All their products are vegan, cruelty free, free dye, dye free, sulfate free, and paraben free. So check out all these products at manscaped.com. And while you're there, use the code ALWAYS to get 20% off and free shipping. Basically, all we're saying is you should take care of your package, love it. And if somebody out there loves your package too, they can give you the gift of Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. Promo code ALWAYS for 20% off and free shipping.
1: We're back. Lightning round time. We've got some, some you know, the, normally, Brandon, there's questions in these lightning rounds, and okay. there certainly are this time as well, but we've got some statements this time, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay? Okay. Are you ready for some statements?
0: Cool, then. I don't have to really say what I think. I'll just let the listeners speak.
1: Right? Okay. Yeah, we've got four questions. I think two of them are statements. First one comes from FPL Medic. It's a good question, Brandon. This might singe your eyebrows a little bit. Is Tammy <laughs> Abraham a genuine <laughs> option?
0: ah uh, uh, this is a good he is the forgotten man i remember we had some great times with tammy abraham last season and he was he was kind of the only game in town he was the the bamford the watkins of of last season how quickly forget we forget it's a really hard like game week nine makes makes it even harder to judge because tammy comes away with the goal and all the bonus points but Did he look better than Timo Werner? No. I think Werner was well more involved. So then it gets very complicated, right? It's like if you can afford and you want to wrap your team around a Timo Werner up front, that's probably the way to go. But Tammy Abraham that much cheaper at 7.2? Do you think that's a fair price for Tammy, 7.2? Is that like slightly too expensive? I guess for for like a Champions League side, that feels fair.
1: He scored 15 goals last season, you know. I mean, it's like he—he's probably a little underrated, to be honest. I mean, it's funny. When I first got this question that popped up, I was like, I, I almost didn't put it in the running order because I was like, well, like, no, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, well, he started. I mean, he started the last three. Um, I mean, he scored in the last two. I, I can't imagine he wouldn't start. Uh, sort of moving forward, especially with Pulisic out, right? Like a kind of, you know. Um, if, if Havertz and Pulisic were both healthy, then maybe you could see, um, Timo, you know, going back into the center, but yeah. I mean, there's a chance to get a Chelsea player. Actually, it's funny. Cause I, I mean, you in some ways would be the kind of ideal person to, to bring in Tammy because you've got uh Ruel Jimenez who you don't, I don't think you want to have long term. Um, <laughs> if you moved Roel to hit Tammy, that yeah. would, um, you know, get you into a high quality, high scoring side. Um for mm-hmm. under 7.5 million. So it's it's something to think about at least.
0: Yeah. It's similar to the discussion we were having about, about Jota and like mm-hmm. what caliber of a used car is Tammy Abraham right now. Yeah. I don't know. I I I like it. Yeah, differential, upside pick, low ownership, can score goals, but it's it's this age-old problem of, you know, do you want to cast your lot with the you know, fourth best option, and yeah. I guess like he has the. I hear you. Like Tammy has the potential to be maybe the even as high as the second best option. I don't know, even the first best attacking option yeah. on on Chelsea, but it's not quite to that point yet. I don't
1: think. What kind of car is Tammy? Is he like a like a 2016 Sebring convertible? Then. <laughs> I, I'm getting <laughs> Nissan
0: vibes. I'm getting Nissan vibes from Tan. No, I think like, I think
1: any forward as a used car has to be a little flashier than that, right? Forwards tend to be a little more. Uh, that's
0: true. You yeah. know, one that you really exciting. have to justify to your wife. You know, why yeah. you should both be excited about this? <laughs> yeah. car All being her, up, for, yeah, up for sale.
1: Golo Conte, Oliver Norwood. Those those are Nissans. You know, yeah, yeah. fully
0: electric cars. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a good question. If, you, if anyone out there is listening, you know the answer to what used car is Tammy Abraham uh, and Jota for that matter. I'm curious about both of
0: them. Yeah, every player, every player in the league, give us an Excel spreadsheet.
1: <laughs> what about Aguero? Aguero? What kind of used car is Aguero? It's gonna be a real like a. It's gonna be like a Mercedes Benz, but like, I feel like he's like, like a kind of,
0: he's like a Range Rover or something like that.
1: Well, it's got to be a small car, you know. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> okay, okay. It's like a Mercedes,
1: right. like a maybe like a um, yeah, like a like a twenty, you know, like a, like a I don't know, like a, like a fairly new Mercedes Benz, but it's got like oh, yeah. three hundred thousand miles on it, you know. I
0: see Oguero. He's kind of a boxy dude, though, so I feel like the yeah. car itself can't be too sleek. It has to have some heft to it. Okay, even though it's yeah. low to the ground.
1: Yeah, I want to think maybe about a Miata more. Like a really nice one, though. Like the nicest Miata they've ever made. It's just like leather interior of the works. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, This is a statement, Brandon. This comes from Andrew. He says Fun fact for the pod uh, Arsenal's last five Premier League games a 0 0 Leeds draw, a 3 0 Villa loss, a 1 0 uh, United win, a 1 0 Leicester loss, and a 1 0 City loss. Uh, One goal in five games, and that goal was a penalty zero goals from open play in five games. So no question here, but I just thought that was a a fun, that is a fun fact for the pod. Um, That's just strange, isn't it? Like I was really, I'm still (laughs) a believer in Arteta, but yeah, what is, what's, what's the issue here? Can we blame William? Can we blame, (laughs) who are we we blaming for this? Yeah. William (laughs)
0: didn't offer a ton uh, during the first half there. And I guess he was taken off at halftime because of a, a muscular thing. The the I feel like excitement got to a fever pitch when Thomas Partey came into the picture. Yeah. So maybe when Partey comes back uh from his injury which could be as soon as game week 10, then right. maybe there's a little bit of impetus going forward, but the issue as I see it is who is who is helping Aubameyang. It's like Today, Aubameyang had William, who was trying his hardest, and he just couldn't keep up with the game. And then he was just surrounded by small Arsenal children, you know, all gifted in their own rights. They'll be great players someday. But he didn't have a buddy to play off of.
1: I think what's exciting as an Arsenal fan is that William's on a three-year contract. (laughs) That's just um, so cool. (laughs) Yeah, a lot more years of, of this moving forward. Uh and Saka so Saka got flagged so maybe that's why he came on late. Um he has a bit of a knock or something, I don't know. Uh maybe that explains it. He looked pretty good when he was out there though.
0: Yeah, the he he took it to uh I think it was his knee or or something like that okay. and there was there was some concern like it could be we could hear this week that, you know, he's out for months because of an ACL. Is that right? Or, okay, I actually or it I just, could just be a yeah. contact injury, we don't know.
1: Okay, this was this was the match. I've talked before about this about taking matches off. This is the match I I took off. I, I watched the last few minutes on and off, but I, I um, my goal by making fantasy fun again involves not watching eight hours of football every single day. That's that's yeah. that's my new. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I guess it's just all of the pieces together. Um, what about Eddie uh, Nikitia? Like that guy looked pretty good last season. I thought, and um, can't he can't Did get he? a... Yeah, I thought he actually did. I I genuinely thought at times that he looked pretty, pretty dangerous. And I mean, I had him on my fantasy team at one point. I mean, he, you know, he looked, looked like he had a lot of potential at the very least. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's just strange. And, uh, you know, Lacazette uh, had a nice start and it's just been ice cold since uh, starting to score the first three matches of the season and then just nothing since then. So um, I don't know, yeah. I it just it's it's all it's not all it's not clicking at all right now, and uh,
0: um, I think it, Arsenal yeah. will be fine in the long term. I do believe in the Arteta project, I mean, just yeah, look at what he's changed. I mean, what what how he's changed the defensive structure, and people would point and say, Well, what have you sacrificed with Arsenal to gain this defensive solidity, yeah? Well that's a problem obviously but if you take the long view and maybe maybe this means we don't really need to talk about Arsenal until the 21-22 season but I think that's kind of where I'm going with this I think Arteta is going in the right direction and he'll be fine Arsenal will be great they probably just need another couple of transfer windows or to just blood players like Nketiah Nelson a bit more yeah
1: yeah, I'd like to see that. It's a little bit like Man City. You'd like to see them play the young players a little bit more, especially when the season feels like it just hasn't really gotten started yet. You know, like maybe a little injection of youth would would help. But uh, I'm sure that's hard to do when you're feeling embattled, right? Like the last thing you want to do when you're 13th place or whatever is to like take a bunch of risks, you know, and throw out new players. Yeah. And so it's a it's a it's a, a leap. But you know, I, I, he's a young manager. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of rope, and so now feels like the time to do it. I think.
0: Here's what you need to know as a fantasy manager. Bellerin looked awesome. Gabrielle looked awesome. Both of them are 5.1. Very cheap. Also, Kieran Tierney is just like a, a Scottish highland lord. And he's, real.
1: he's so he's angry at cool. the end of that match. You see that? He was like just a ball <laughs> yeah. of fire. It was kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love to see angry players with their shirts tucked in. More of that, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so right. that, that, that's where you
0: want to be as a fantasy managers in their defense for sure. Burn Leno too. Like Leno probably had the best match out of all yeah. of them. Incredible yeah. saves.
1: It's funny the way they were all they were all tied in points, and I feel like when when three players are tied in bonus points like that, you're like, well, that's not going to last. You know, something's <laughs> going to happen. Some someone's going to go <laughs> up or down. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and, yeah, and break it, it all up.
1: Way. Yep. 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 Uh, all right, two more questions. John Abroff says, The most simple of lightning round questions is it reasonable to finally settle the Dallas versus the Alien debate by opting for Stuart Dallas since he's the only one in the Leeds team with a sensible haircut? Chris W., completely independent of this, <laughs> says, Is there a better looking FPL asset than Stuart Dallas? Wow. And I think he's talking truly about looks here. So, what, what, ha- Stuart Dallas? I'd say he's medium handsome. He's like a seven. I don't know where all this the Stuart Dallas love is coming from, Brandon.
0: Well, uh, I feel like a couple of weeks ago it was everyone was losing their minds about how handsome Debrovka, the Newcastle keeper, was and how quickly they move on, Josh. Flavors yeah. of the week, right? Now now Stuart Dallas is the next big thing. Um st- well, I mean, just just to just to answer the simple question is yes, Ailing got got subbed off, you know, sloppy play. I mean, I don't yeah. think I, I think Ailing is 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 fine enough. If I had Ailing, I wouldn't be selling him sideways. Right, we're get talking Dallas. purely
1: about looks here. I don't I don't know oh, what we talking, talking about <laughs> as a player. Yeah, purely about looks. Yeah, I I don't even think he's the most handsome player on his team. I mean, Jack Harrison to me is is the looker. You know, if I were if I were if I had to pick one on leads,
0: I do like the bushy eyebrows of the Patrick Bamford. And if you want to talk about sensible haircuts, sensible haircut is OK. So Stuart Dallas walks into the barber shop and he he's like, give me a tight fade. And mm-hmm. that's sensible if you're like concerned that you're going to get lice. But if you're just like kind of a regular guy's guy, you mm-hmm. want to be like Patrick Bamford where you're just kind of like, I don't really care. I mean, I'm just probably going to be wearing a hat most of the time, anyway.
1: (laughs) As we said before in this pod, he's just a dude, right?
0: Just a (laughs) dude. Yeah. Uh, So um, uh, I don't know. I mean, the 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 uh, click and click and cock, the Tappet brothers, definitely some Mm -hmm. car talk thing (laughs) happening there. Um, There's just it's it's such a random grab bag of. Of different yeah. looking players, the head on uh,
1: Messling is that his name, the keeper melier me, 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 I think is how you say it. It's, oh, it's whatever,
0: that the, dude's yeah. head is just sight to really. It's the
1: ears more than the head. You're right. It's a very unusual team. Like looks <laughs> <is> so weird. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Rodrigo, who just looks like a human bullet. Right? And you talk <laughs> about like st- sensible haircuts. Like everything about him is just like he's got like no body fat. You know, he's just he's like. Like, I don't know. He's like, he's got to be the strongest player on that team. If I had to guess, I feel like he's the strongest.
0: If I'm hitting the club, though, I am definitely going with Helder Costa. Like, he's got those cool grades. He's, you know, if you meet up with him, like, after dark, he's probably got all the drip. Like, Costa is got all the cool clothes, and he's looking the best. So, maybe it's
1: him. That click's got all the tattoos though too. I feel like he might fit in there well.
0: Did We're going see? through the entire lineup here. <laughs> this this is this is hilarious. This is too this much. This
1: pre. It's a, a proper pre-Thanksgiving pot. Okay. All right. Well, we'll move on here. But I will say, after click missed a shot in the end of the Leeds Arsenal match, I did love the commentator saying they're just not clicking today. And I was so like, bad. really? Like the other announcer just let him get away with that? That was Well, but uh,
0: earlier yeah. in the match, um, when ailing was involved in something, that same announcer said something to the effect of what's ailing him or something. It was like a very pun heavy thing. But the best moment was when Gabrielle blocked that shot with his with his toolbox. Yeah. And yeah. the announcer says, back. Yeah. <laughs> He really? The announcer says about Gabriel, he really put everything behind that. And I was just like, that is perfect euphemistic commentary. And I'm here for it.
1: All right. It's time for us to move on. This is a family podcast. Uh one last uh you can cut that Robin Cock thing if you want. Uh one last uh question here comes from Shiv He says what are you going to do with all your spare time next weekend after the Everton game? Because I know none of us are going to be keenly tuned in for the West Brom Sheffield game. What do you think, Brendan? Going to be tuned into West Brom Sheffield? It's a test, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I was actually <laughs> I was actually setting my bus team um, earlier this weekend, and I caught that as the last fixture on Saturday. And I I kind of just said to myself, like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll probably watch that. That's, <laughs> that's the moment where like my body has made like very clear divots in the couch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of like, well, how much beer is left in the refrigerator? That's yep. the match where you can convince your partner that it's important enough that you need to watch it. Um, and so you, right, can kinda, you can just kind of you can just kind of keep it going. Keep the buzz building
1: between those two teams. Um, what is the. Just, just give me a percentage. What is the highest ownership percentage? Like, like for the highest owned player between those two teams, how t- how high do you think their ownership, ownership percentage is? That, if that question makes sense. Uh, so who's yeah. the most owned player and what percentage okay. is
0: that? Okay. So is John Lundstrom owned by 5.6% of the league?
1: Nope. He's owned by 2.9%.
0: Okay. And it looks is he the highest, though? Higher or the lower?
1: Highest, the highest is Ryan Brewster. Ryan the trap mm, Brewster, yeah. who is uh <laughs> available for uh 4.5 million he is at 6.1% ownership uh he has put together a total of 7 points in the season three 1-pointers and two 2-pointers um just the classic 4.5 dilemma yeah. you know it's don't like ever do just, it yeah yeah never ends um, well um so he and it probably he'll probably fall in price right i mean brandon and the ICT index you don't even want to know where he ranks in some of these oh boy right. oh yeah. boy so he's at six point one percent. And uh on West Brom, the highest owned player is Button. It's always bad when it's the goalkeeper. Uh it's Button at 4.6% when it when it's the
0: one player in the Premier League who ages in reverse.
1: <laughs> and the oh. most owned uh outfield player is Pereira at 1.4%. Brandon, this is about as close as you are ever gonna get to a, a true and proper yeah, pure watch. Right. Trademark always cheating
0: pocket. It's very much like we built a pure watch in a laboratory just, just for you guys. That's kind of, I guess like our pre holiday gift to the always
1: cheating audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, this is the perfect match to half watch, right? If you like are actually going to try to read a book this weekend, you just put that on in the background, you kind of half watch it. And it doesn't matter. Like that match could end five, five and it would not affect your overall rank. It could end (laughs) nil, nil or five, five and it wouldn't affect you either way. So, that is that is like what well, that is a, a proper five uh pure watch there i think
0: fantastic i am fingers crossed it's a it's a five five we need a thriller
1: okay. all right so that is uh that's the podcast thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast and uh thank you for for getting through that lightning round with us together that was a, that was a wild <laughs> one today it went to uh. some weird places it's true <laughs> Uh, if you want to support the podcast uh, just one last time, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, you say thanks. We'll we'll do a uh, kitchen Temple podcast this week as well. I guess we'll have to do it early on Friday, Brandon, so that we don't... Uh, mm-hmm there is a Friday kickoff this week. So we're, we're conscious of that, but mm-hmm. uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving. It may be tricky for us to squeeze one out on Thanksgiving. It's big night, deal. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so more to come on that front, but we'll certainly do one this week. Um, and uh, Brandon, do you want to do a quick thank you to our producers?
0: Oh yeah. I'd love to big thanks to our producers, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian C, the big guy for Bob is coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, jazz binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Paul Herzig, Kai, Christine LeLang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Paul Scanlon, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Producer Matt, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Alper Paksoy, Nicholas Verdakis, Sam Schauer, Henry Baker, Will Husby, Rich Evans, and... Bobby Styles. Remember, subscribe. Never miss an episode of Always Cheating. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Wherever fine podcasts are are housed. Downloaded. I guess we're yeah, unloaded. Streamed. Yeah, loaded up.
1: Yeah. All over the
0: place. Uh yeah, and and social media. We're everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find all all links to everything at our website alwayscheating.com where we've gotten some orders on our online shop we've got some always cheating hats and that's t-shirts true. and whatnot there people are stocking up for the holidays <laughs> yeah, you want Black a little Friday. bit of podcast you want podcast
1: swag under the christmas tree now is the time oh yeah and and patreon producers are uh, not producers any patrons at any level get um a discount on always cheating merch too so uh yeah. that's another, another reason to do it um all right thank you for listening good luck this weekend uh good luck to anybody who's got players tomorrow which i think is uh, more people than i realize brandon so that's a dangerous one for me. I'll hold it's my all breath. Me. Um, good luck to everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Boku forever.